0: My, my school days I, I wrestled and I hunted and that's all I did and, and through that I became very passionate what's so neat is my father and I were very different people but where we related and where we bonded was in the outdoors and that to me was incredibly special you know I've had all different types of reactions and I enjoy those reactions and I enjoy the ability to be able to go do some things that are somewhat controversial as long as they are for the right reasons well the people that are anti-hunting are usually pro-abortion so kill the people, save the animals. Smart. So the show, I've been I've been so excited. I mean, we're in our ninth season. I can't even believe it. It's been uh, a whirlwind from the beginning. It's amazing how open the hunting community is. And we want everyone to thrive. We want everyone to be part of what we are into and understand the reality of what we do and why it's so good. I'm Freddie Hardtice, the Hollywood Hunter, and I'm excited. Living country in the city. Here we go. Y'all ready for your dose of flyover state
1: spirit? Straight from the concrete jungle? Well, put down your latte and pull on your boots. It's time for Living Country in the City.
2: Hey, y'all. Thanks for tuning in for episode 62 of Living Country in the City. All right, getting to today's show, back at Western Hunt Expo, I got a chance to talk to a guy. I was really excited to finally meet Mr. Freddie Hartice, the Hollywood hunter. We'd been trying to uh, link up, but he suddenly moved out of Hollywood. So what's a guy going to do? Had to come out to Utah to meet him. We had a great conversation, so I hope you all enjoy it.
1: Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. go to tecovis dot com and find your new favorite pair of boots today
2: All right, well, um, we are here recording uh, and talk about a man that knows about uh, about this living country and the city stuff. I love I know. Uh, you know we tried to, tried to link up uh, a few months ago, yeah, you know, I know you were kind of in the middle of a few things at the yeah, time, a <laughs> uh, <laughs> little transitioning, yeah. But I love yeah. that uh, it it living on Hollywood and Vine myself, yeah. That it it takes a show, an expo out in Utah for me to finally, finally Isn't run into crazy? you.
0: I know, I know. We've connected on many occasions, and I, I've followed your story, and I'm really proud of you. This being a, a year of really impact and really. Relating to the city and the country and bringing it together. And you know, for me, that's been a big part of my purpose, especially as I moved out to LA 10 years ago. It was one of those things, it's like perception is most people's reality. But the more we can kind of merge the reality together and realize that, hey, we're all family, we all love organic, we all love meat, it tastes great, and it tastes better when you kill it yourself. Hey, Absolutely.
2: <laughs> So now, uh, a, a little bit. Tell me a little bit about your background. I guess, I guess, two things. So how kay. how did you get you know your start in hunting or in the outdoors? And then then how did from that how did like the Hollywood Hunter start? Where did right where did on. that come from? Well, I appreciate
0: so. that. Well, I was born at a really young age. First off. (laughs) And through that, my father, he worked hard. He grew up on a farm, but he wanted to be able to hunt in style. And through that, he worked really hard, and I was able to go on adventures with him at a young age and really got to fall in love with it. And it kept me out of trouble. So through my, my school days, I I wrestled and I hunted and that's all I did. And and through that, I became very passionate and I was able to experience a lot of cool things with my father. And what's so neat is my father and I were very different people, but where we related and where we bonded was in the outdoors. And that to me was incredibly special. And I, I built such a heartbeat for the outdoors because of the relationships i built through that. And it was never about a kill, but it was about the experience of it all. And that was what was so important. So when I moved out to LA about 10 years ago, um, I said, what are the two things that don't go together? Hollywood and hunting. So I said, okay, the Hollywood hunter will be. Because I realized there was so much perception of what people thought we did and why we did it. And, oh, how could you do that? And I thought, you know what? We all love organic. We all love being able to live off the land. So, so the bottom line is... Yeah, I realize we all think somewhat the same, but it's the perceptions that kind of screw up and derail us. So, um, my goal with the Hollywood Hunter series was not only to influence the hunting industry, but to be able to build out something that we could relate more in the cities. And over the last 10 years, we've made a a good impact. I can't say I've changed the culture, (laughs) but I can say that we've done a good work. And we're doing every day and every year, we're looking at donating more and being able to be part of great events like the Western Hunt Expo here in Utah. And we're actually, tonight, donating a 200-inch mule deer tag from the Hartice Ranch.
2: Nice, so so tell me a little bit about the Hartice Ranch.
0: So the Hartice Ranch was a, a project that my dad purchased uh, 24 years ago, and he was always one to kind of see the vision of what could be. And I learned conservation through my father's eyes in buying raw land and building up to be incredibly um, fruitful for hunting as well as just uh, recreation. So over the last 24 years, we've been able to build it out where we. The first couple years, we only saw in the snow one deer track. We decided to kill predators. We didn't hunt deer for 14 years. Jeez. We managed it. Now we focus on just five deer a year that we, we harvest. We've done archery only for 24 years. And through that, we've been able to, in the last two years here at the uh, Western Hunt Expo, raise over 50000 for conservation. And I'm expecting tonight, we're going to raise 50000 tonight. And to yeah, me, that's, that's exciting because it isn't about what we get but more so what we can give. And we know we're impacting a lot when we can start throwing good funds towards preservation and conservation of of habitat and improvement for animals and be able to restructure and and move animals around where maybe they need to rehabilitate that area and and maybe they've been killed off because of lions. But knocking predators off and being able to really do the best we can with the land and knowing that, hey, we're stewards of that. And that's important. And that's where we need to be. And to me, that's what I really feel called to do, as well as thousands of other people underneath this umbrella today.
2: Absolutely. You know, and and everyone talks about it. We all know the mantra, you know, hunting is conservation. And it's, that's important. You know, we have Pittman, Robertson, and our tags, our, you know, our ammo purchases, all of that goes towards conservation efforts. But... It comes down to especially with dwindling numbers of hunters that's not enough anymore and so things like you're doing with uh, the ranch and private donations and private volunteer time that is so incredibly important because that's that's really what it comes down to that's what takes us over and above and those you know billions of dollars needed for conservation every year have to come from somewhere and you know it's 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 got to come from us. You know, we're the ones, we're the ones, only ones that are willing to do that. You're not seeing a ton of money coming from the hiking community or the, uh, or the PETA to, uh, (laughs) to save the elk or to, you know, save the mule deer. We're here at the, at the Western hunting conservation expo, um, sponsored by the mule deer foundation. And, you know, if it wasn't for these private organizations, we'd be in a, we'd be in rough shape with our we really wildlife. Would.
0: We really would. It would be a mess. And I, I think the more education we can throw out there, the more people can see the good that we do, the more they catch on that actually we are not the, the enemy. We are the asset mm-hmm. for conservation and for, for wildlife. And, and I'll, I'll tell you, I, I've rubbed shoulders with some of the greatest leaders in the industry and I'm humbled to be part of it. And, you know, we're doing a good work and we got to be proud of where we are and we got to stand strong as a community and not let uh, the Antis derail us from our mission of, of of really doing a good thing.
2: Absolutely. So now in your in your time in Hollywood as the Hollywood hunter, what's uh, what were some of the reactions you would get? Like how, how when you'd be meeting people and at at dinners or at <laughs> events or whatever it was, how what was what was that reaction? What were those
0: interactions like? <laughs> well my motto has always been Don't invite me unless you want me to celebrate what I do, okay? And that being said, you know, I've had all different types of reactions, and I enjoy those reactions, and I enjoy the ability to be able to go do some things that are somewhat controversial as long as they are for the right reasons and we're doing a good thing with it. So... For example, I've hunted a lot of the dangerous game in Africa, and there's some, you know, controversy about hunting lions and hunting elephants and hunting this and that, but they don't realize, you know, you look at just South Africa alone, there's 66,000 people employed because of lion hunting. Now, they can go back to Cecil and, whoa, you shouldn't be killing lions, whatever it may be, and that's okay. They have their positioning, but I look at it in reality. So I actually did a little while back, I did on a lion. Whoa, woe was me. Yes, I did. Why? Not because I'm here to contradict or to cause controversy, but I want to be able to experience the whole process to know what really does happen. And through that, I learned a lot, and I became very strong and knowledgeable in really what is and what isn't, fact versus fiction. So to me, I love pulling the chair up a little bit closer. I had, I had one time recently, I was at a dinner, and I had this couple, very influential, and uh, he brings he, he bring he's one of the top guy one of the top investors into a big firm and I don't want to mention the name because people might know him <laughs> but uh, he was there with his wife and we sat down and, and she asked me what I did so he didn't prep her and uh, I had mentioned uh, you know professional hunter and I, I I you know document it for a living and so on and so forth and through that process. You could see her kind of crawling under the table, getting a little bit red-faced, getting a little bit angry, a little controversy there. I pulled my chair up a little closer, talked a little bit softer, loved on her the way I knew I could, and just understanding and relating with where she was. And through that process, she she will never agree with me or what I do, but she did respect the fact that there's good that we do do. Mm-hmm. And through that process, it came from, woe is, is you, you know, leave me alone, to you know what, I can respect your stance, and that's really all we can do. You know, to me, we aren't all, all going to agree on anything, but we become better because of each other's differences. And that's what it is, is celebrating differences, celebrating the ability of we all do good in whatever it is our realm is, and we're all gifted in different things. So I'll tell you, it's been a ton of fun. I've I run into controversy more than not and I love it because I'm a fighter as in like oh, yeah. I love being able to state reality versus perception.
2: Oh, you see a you see a pot sitting out there you're about to stir it. You're darn right.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, I love it. I was, you know, it's you run into so many uh, conversations. Uh, you know, I just I was I was doing another podcast and I talked with someone about an experience I had on on the L.A. Metro train going to work. And I was yeah. reading Cam Haynes' Backcountry Bow ander book, and I had yep. a great conversation with a guy that I I'd, I'd interacted with before. And we sat and we talked for twenty minutes, and you could see his demeanor change the whole time we were talking. But I remember there's this one time I was up, uh, I was hiking up to Griffith Observatory. Uh-huh. And, you know, I was doing, I would do these daily little hikes. I live right over there. And, right. uh, you know, it was a nice little hour hike. And I'd come up and I was sitting up there just kind of uh, doing a little bit of recovering and having a snack. And I'm listening, listening to this group next to me. Uh, and they're sitting there, they're sitting there talking. And uh, they've, they're, they've got British accents. And uh, one, of the, one of the girls says <laughs> this line. And it just, it just killed me. So she's sitting there, she's like, you know, is there another word for, or another like phrase that means the same thing as killing two birds with one stone? And, and I'm like, Oh, I'm like, Oh, this is getting interesting. And she's like, yeah, you know, I just, I just really don't like using that phrase cause it incites violence against animals. And I'm like, Oh dear Lord. Oh my. I'm like, she can't even, she can't even use the phrase two birds with one stone because wow. it's inciting violence with against animals. I'm like, if she only knew. And so and you know, crazy. we're sitting there, and they uh, they look at me, and they're like, "Hey, uh, where do you uh, um, do you know of any any coffee shops around here?" And I'm like, "Oh, you know, I give them some directions." And so there's two ways down from this hill, and uh, I took the fire road down. They took the long route, and so yep. I left about yep. five minutes after that. and I run into them again at the bottom. And so they're talking. They look at me. They see me with my pack. And they're like, what are you training for? And, uh, and I take the deep breath. I'm like, Oh. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, I have this moment in my head where I'm like, do I have this conversation right now or not? And I'm like, I have to have this conversation. Yep. It just has to be had. Yeah. And so I look at him, and I'm like, you know, you may not like me very much at the end of this conversation. And they're like, why? And I'm like, well, I'm, uh, I'm training for a hunt, a backcountry hunt. And and the, and you saw her face, like, all of a sudden, like, mm, this guy. And, yeah. and so, I, you know, we proceeded to sit and talk. And, you know, they asked. So the first question they always go, well, well, they ask it one of two ways. What do you do with the meat or do you hunt for trophies or do you hunt for food? And that's a great question. And it's a legitimate question. And I, and I always, I always say with, uh, I always start with typically, well, why does it have to be one or the other?
0: Right. And then I go in and
2: I'm like, and I'm like, there's also about 50 other reasons. I, you know, and, and I, then I, you know, I use that as an outlet to tell I talked about, yeah. what trophy hunting is. And I talked about how that's an integral part of conservation because you're targeting the the most mature animals that are typically past breeding age. They're, um, they're the ones that are, are, are not going to be contributing to the strength of the herd any longer. Yep. Um, you know, that's to a certain extent what trophy hunting is. They're also often the bigger animals. They provide more meat. Uh, you're in there for conservation. You're in there for, adventure. I mean, you know, we're both guys. We, yeah. you know, who doesn't what dude doesn't like being in the back country and just feeling strong and manly and as That's a provider? It. I mean, it's yeah. super unpolitically correct to say, but it's a it's a like next level man stuff right there, you know, it being is. out in the woods and hunting. So I agree with that. It was by the time, you know, it took us about 20 minutes to walk, by the time we were done, they're like we never knew. That was what they kept saying. They're like we had never knew we and they were thanking me so much for telling them all about that. And yeah, it's, it's amazing. You know, they're not, they're not going to be necessarily here voting in the United States, but it's just it's opening up those minds. It's, you know, three less people that are going to come on your lion photo and, and call you a murderer.
0: No, you're 100% correct. I mean, to me, it's, that's what it's all about, one person at a time. And really giving them the reality of it, what we do. And we're proud of what we do. I mean, uh, when, when I get hit with that question, do you trophy hunt or do you meat hunt? Yes, that's my answer. Yes. Why? Because if I hunt it myself, not only is it a trophy no matter how big it is, to me it's a trophy because it's something I accomplished myself. And that trophy I also eat. And it's organic. And it's part of conservation. And we manage. You know, people say, oh, on your ranch, oh, how do you kill those deer? Well, do you realize I have hundreds of deer on my ranch because of the way we manage it? Do you mm-hmm. realize I put 5,000 pounds of oats in the ground that I drilled myself with my tractors, and we built ponds to be able to sustain water, yeah. and we do all these things for the, the habitat of the animals? And so many people do those things, but most people don't realize, especially on the West Coast, that meat doesn't come from the grocery store.
2: The Magic Walmart Ferry does not?
0: It, well, I mean... It's My so weird. world it's is so turned topsy turvy. Those are animals. That meat is actually an animal, and they'll eat it from the store. But to me, it's so much more fruitful doing it yourself. And it is. You feel manly. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it, well, you know what? It, it's, what's, what's the phrase? I always see it on people's posts, you know, and they, they, they take a bear. Or, you know, I mean, you know yeah. how it is. Yeah. There's, the, there's a certain level of hate you get from, from different animals. Like you, would, you can watch right. it all day long, you know. Oh, yeah. A deer, people are usually okay with, for the most part. You know, like you post a bear or a cat up
0: there. Yeah.
2: Whoo, prepare to have PETA up your rear.
0: Well, the people that are anti-hunting are usually pro-abortion. Yeah. So kill the people, save the animals. Smart.
2: Which well, actually not. Sadly, to be completely (laughs) honest, most of them would agree with that statement, uh, (laughs) pretty much to a T. That's exactly. Uh, With especially with the amount of death threats I see my friends getting, and uh, I've yet I've yet to receive uh, any legitimate death threats. But uh, I also yeah I've not. haven't been around quite as long uh, in the yeah. in the hunting industry, so.
0: Well, I don't really, I, I, I don't argue with that those type of people because you can't argue with a fool. They stoop you down their level and beat you with experience. Yeah. And at the end of the day, all we can do is the best we can do. We can keep showcasing the good. We can keep doing the right things, and we can be proud of who we are and where we are. Because at the end of the day, you know, there's reasons why we have these passions and these visions and dreams and goals that we have in the outdoors, and it's because it is the right thing to do.
2: Yeah, absolutely. On that note, let's take a quick second, hear a word from one of my partners. Excellent. All right. So, you know, we talked a little bit about some of the, the weird and goofy and negative reactions. Have you, have you been in uh, many situations, like when you're out there, did you ever have any really positive interactions about people? You tell someone that and they're like, you know, they have like a, an excited yeah. or in, super interested reaction?
0: Absolutely. I, I mean, lots. I mean, it's on a daily basis, I, I get, you know, the reactions of, whoa, you do that. But then also on the daily occasion, I would get good things. You know, I'll give you one example. My neighbor in LA when I was you know living right in the, in the heart of it. Um, he was very intrigued, used to hunt, grew up in the country, but li- has lived in the city his whole life. Wanted to get back into it. He is, he comes out to my ranch every year and hunts turkeys with me. Nice. And now he's one of the biggest advocates out in California promoting <laughs> what we do and running the Hollywood hunter flag around. So it's, it's exciting, but I've been able to build a small army of people. Um, that, that has become very strong. A lot of influencers out in L.A. that are big fans of what we do. A lot of them hunt with me. A lot of them are proud of what we do. And uh, it, it's amazing how I don't need to speak up much anymore. Other people will be happy to jump in front and <laughs> share what i stand for and why we do what we do so it's 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 humbling to see the results and the change and uh i'll tell you it's uh, i think we're in for some great times there's 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 definitely a vibe and a movement that's going on now that when it comes to the outdoors there's a lot of good that we are doing and we focus on the good and it's continually grow and i'll tell you I, I think i think the future is bright awesome so tell me a little bit about the show so the show, I've been I've been so excited. I mean, we're in our ninth season. I can't even believe it. It's been uh, a whirlwind from the beginning. But uh, uh, let's see some of the things that are shifting. Um, we're doing we've done a lot of our bucket list all over the world, and right now we're kind of honing in and focusing on the things, the bread and butter things, the things we love the most, and that is really being an expert within the Western hunts, the elk hunts, the mule deer hunts, and, and really showcasing and building out uh, a system within Colorado and surrounding states that we can really educate and really inform and help people get on the right track when it comes to doing their first Western adventure. Um, I'll tell you, the, the, the show has been a complete blessing. We've, we've been able to work with so many great brands, and through that process, um, we've learned a lot. And what we want to do now is really become more and more educational as we're moving forward to be able to just really, you know, help the, the the beginners, help the new hunters coming in, find a light and a place where they can they can find a home.
2: You're you're speaking my language with that. Uh. You know, it's tough. It it is definitely tough. And I mean, you know, once again, I did not make it any easier on myself. I just I everyone everyone that listens to the podcast, you know, kind of knows knows my history with it. And that I just I. I'm not the guy that goes out and is like, oh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to start using, maybe go on a few duck hunts with friends and, or maybe I'll, maybe I'll, you know, do a pig hunt with, uh, with the, with a guide or something first just to get, can I taste? No, I, I choose to go on an archery elk hunt solo in yeah. the Idaho, on Idaho public land. So, great. Um, wow. Awesome. I'm, mostly just cause I am a complete nutter, but, uh, <laughs> I love it.
0: I love it. You know, it. and I
2: learned more. It was, it was. It was a definitely difficult trip, and, uh, you know, I ended up injuring myself uh, on the second day, tried powering through it, and it just didn't work out, but yeah. I learned more on that trip uh, than I probably would have on, on 12, any 12 successful trips, and right. Um, right. it was an amazing thing, but, yeah, you no, know, anybody that's willing to to reach out to new hunters, and just because that's what, because I am one, yeah. and because I know the struggles I had getting yeah. involved in learning, and... And you know a lot of these podcasts you know, you listen to and and I I love them I listen to these nonstop but they're not all geared towards towards the lower the lower levels you yeah. know they're yeah. geared towards okay you've been hunting for ten years now you want to figure out how to get that that right. big bull or you how to get the you know the hundred eighty plus inch mule deer or right. whatever that may be um, when you know there occasionally you'll get an episode about okay you know i I want to go I'm okay with getting a cow elk on my first trip, like but I still need to learn how to do that, yeah and so yeah, 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 and and so that's where my passion lies, and so like I said, it's always nice to see other people uh other people heading that direction
0: well it's been it's been great another thing we do a lot of is work with little people kids yep and uh i i love kids i have i have 10 nieces and nephews nine of them are hunters my <laughs> four-year-old nephew has already killed two deer with a gun wow and he is a he is the little rock is amazing just a just an inspiration but uh uh, working with kids, being able to really showcase the good within the industry. I, I have a tribute hunt I do. I lost my father four years ago to a heart attack, and every year since then, I, I, the therapy... I started out as the two things my father loved to do most was connect people and do it in the outdoors. And, and we started a bird hunt that went from raising a few grand for American Heart Association to last year, raising 39000 for the Way Outfitters. Man. This year, working with the Tegan Foundation with TIG, and March 24th, I, I, I mean, I would be shocked if we don't raise over 50000 that day. We, we have over 70 brands within you know, uh, this room that do work with us. And, and through that, we donate and donate and donate. And, and uh, we're going to put 3,500 birds out and it's going to be a fun free for all. But through that, you learn a lot. You learn a lot about people. You're able to, you know, take your eyes off yourself and focus on people that maybe need a little bit more. And uh, to me, that's very important. So we're showcasing a lot of those adventures and types of things with kids and vets and and uh, where we can really impact and that's that's the next chapter. That's where I'm going. I'm, I'm looking at, you know, Hollywood Hunter has been somewhat where I've been tolerated up until now. <laughs> and I've said, you know what? From this year forward, it's where we're celebrated. And that's where we're going to go. You know,
2: I, I, we talked about that a little bit before. It's just life is too short to just be tolerated. Yeah. You Amen. know, it's it's tough and it's exhausting. Yeah. It is, It is so tiring to always whether you intend to or not, you know, you're always a little bit on guard and you know, there's, I feel like when I come to these events and I sit down and talk with people or I go to like total archery challenge or whatever, whatever it is, anytime I get out of that immediate, just congested, heavy city life. Yep. Um, it is such a weight off my shoulders. I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, you know, and and especially with the, the recent move and everything it's, yeah, it's gotta be a bit of a relief and yeah, it's, it's always tempered, it's always made a little bit better with the fact, you know, I know I'm, I'm reaching out to people that aren't, aren't always looked at in the most positive light in our community and, right. um, you know, it's something that needs to be done, but honestly I don't, I don't want to be the missionary my whole life.
0: <laughs> I agree. No, I agree with you.
2: <laughs> I mean, there's I a, I'm a missionary for a season and then I, I would like to come home someday.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I respect that.
2: But so uh, if people wanted to watch Hollywood Hunter, where they where are they checking it out?
0: Well, right now on, on YouTube, uh, on Carbon TV, we'll be launching a new series uh, here next month. And then uh, third and fourth quarter, starting in June, we'll have our ninth season air on Sportsman Channel and then Wild TV in Canada.
2: All right. All right. So I'll make sure, I'll make sure to get all those links put up. I'll put them up on our show notes page and uh, we'll get that out there. But uh, so, you know, this show... Uh, tends to like i said it's it's directed at new hunters and folks that may not have access or resources yeah. and especially you being so much more familiar with la and the city yeah say you know say you're at dinner with someone and, and they look at you and they they say freddie i am i'm like super interested in this but there's just like i've, I've heard people talk about it before i've always wanted to get into hunting get into the outdoors but there's so much to learn, like, you know, there's tags, and there's licenses, and, and there's gear, and there's, uh, there's, I, I don't even know where to start. I'm just, I'm too intimidated. What would you tell, what would you tell that person? What advice would you give them?
0: You know what, a, that's a great question. You know, I would, I mean, every state has a conservation group. Every state has you know, uh, Division of Wildlife, that's a good place to start to learn. You know, uh, obviously, if we're going to get into the outdoors and get into hunting, we need to get a crash course on safety, and, and that's obviously a requirement in order to then take it to the field. That would be a first place to start, depending on where you are. There's hunt clubs all over the country. Even in L.A., there's an ox oxwood hunt club which is right in the heart of the city and it's it's diehard men and women that really love the outdoors but you know you just research your local area and and also coming to some of these type of trade shows i mean there are shows like this western hunt Hunt expo in every state of the country and find the local hunt expo in your area and rub shoulders with a lot of these people Mm -hmm. it's amazing how open The hunting community is. And we want everyone to thrive. We want everyone to be part of what we are into and understand the reality of what we do and why it's so good. So I recommend it to everyone because, to me, it kept me out of trouble, number one. And number two, it's really helped me to understand values and really what's most important. And I'll tell you, there's something about being in God's country, how you can let go of all the stresses in your life, and you can go back to your daily grind a better person because you've reflected and you've taken time for yourself, and to me, that's really why I do this and why I bring other people into it.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sitting down, taking the time. Uh,
0: well, thank you for tracking me down. You are absolutely. You, I'm really proud of you and all your accomplishments, and to be part of, uh, of of your podcast is is a blessing. Thank you.
2: Fantastic.
0: Awesome. Good deal.
2: All right, y'all. That'll do it for episode sixty-two of Living Country in the City. Big thank you to Freddie for hopping on the show with me. Uh, Make sure you check out the show notes page at com slash 62. Get links to everything we talked about in today's episode. And in the meantime, keep it country, y'all. Thank y'all for listening to Living Country in the City. Get show notes and check out the blog, product reviews, events, and more at
0: livingcountryinthecity.com.
2: You wanna give me like a one, two, three? One, two,
0: three. How about that? Four, five, six. Can you hear me now? Ain't it great? Ladies
2: and gentlemen, he knows how to count.
0: Don't let me go any higher <laughs> you, Don't put me on the spot. You're wearing you're wearing your boots, so you can't get any higher? <laughs>